welcome to... Hey, Great Shot. This is the Great Shot Podcast, a Cracked Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production. My name is Alex Gruskin. Spent a lot of Thursday licking my wounds. We had finally started to build up some confidence here on our GSP Ace of the Day after wins on Monday and Tuesday. Felt really good about my Wednesday picks as well. Was going to stick with Martin Redlicky, ride out his success. We successfully picked him to beat Dusty Boyer on Tuesday. I took him over Alec Adamson on Wednesday. Parlayed that with Ray Sarmiento, Felix Corwin. And right off the bat, Martin Redlicky lose the first match of those two matches and so that parlay was ruined the $10 parlay I had with those two and the Murray Evans doubles combination already out the window and so we lost another 40 and we are now back down to down 80 80 total that's $80.80 throughout these first eight days also was spending yesterday in transit I am back at CR headquarters in Indianapolis after getting to spend a couple of days with my family back in Michigan and of course we had tried you know mini breaks GSP's money Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, but do apologize for that. I, you know, I, I suppose I could podcast while on the road. We've done it before, but usually when we do that, it means super producer Daniel Westoff is driving the car and I'm able to podcast in the passenger seat to drive and podcast. It's something I think I can pull off. It's certainly something I have, you know, I, I, won't, I guess I can admit to it now. I've done it before, but, you know, we do apologize for no episodes yesterday, but we will make it up for you heading into the weekend here. Again, on our GSP Ace of the Day segment brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. In case this is your first episode you are listening to, a reminder of the rules. I bet up to $100 a day on all of the action going on across the tennis world. And, you know, that really is part of the enjoyable thing when being a tennis fan is how many events there are across the globe, across differing levels on any given day, particularly when the ATP, ATP, WTA, ITF are going ahead full steam. Obviously, that's not the case right now. But we have been fortunate enough to see so many exceptional exhibition events, world team tennis as well, getting ready for those playoffs this weekend. If you want to hear more about the world team tennis season, go listen to the mini break podcast I have done with Mark Lucero, who's doing the play-by-play commentary there. And then, of course, world team tennis CEO Carlos Silva joined me Wednesday on the podcast. Fantastic episode. Of course, we talked to him about the season, what he's learned, the decision to dismiss Danielle Collins you know, who he expects, which teams to step up during this playoff weekend, MVP odds, those sorts of things, really fun conversation. And of course, no world team tennis action on this Friday. So quick thing, I suppose, on world team tennis, if you're asking me who are the teams I like most heading into the playoffs, I can't shake my love of the freedoms. I know singles is a thing where, especially in crunch time, the margins are never going to be that big. There are three doubles flights. So in theory, a doubles player, particularly a women's doubles player, is that much much more valuable uh, than any other flight. And you look at it for the Chicago Smash, built on the success they've had with Jeannie Bouchard uh, and Bethany Maddox-Sands in doubles. Certainly that is a strong team. But then you start to look at their singles. You know, Sloane Stevenson and Jeannie have been okay thus far this year. Brandon Nakashima has been great, but he's so young. And these playoff expectations, how tough that would be. Uh, but I do love the Smash. Just, again, Rajiv Ram as well. Evan King. 
rings. So, you know, strong men's doubles, strong women's doubles, strong mixed doubles, and they're fighting in singles always. That's half the battle. If you can be competitive at five of the flights, you're in the match. Uh, but there are a lot of other good teams as well. The Empire, Jack Sock, Jeannie Bouchard, of course, stand out. They now add Coco Vandeweghe to the mix as well. So they've got a ton of firepower. Skupski, too. Of course, there may be two, no two players playing better uh, than the Orlando Storm duo of Tennis Sandgren, Jessica Pagula. And then you look at it, of course, the best two players by ranking in the draw playing for the number one seeded Philadelphia Freedoms, Taylor Fritz, Sophia Kennan. Of course, on DraftKings, you can get in on the world team tennis action, bet men's singles, bet women's singles, parlay teams you think are going to have success. Uh, but th- that's a lot of either ors, folks, and I'm not feeling, you know, one set, no ad scoring. Back Sophia Kennan, she's probably the person I am most confident about, particularly maybe, although she did lose to Kim Kleisters earlier in the year of the New York Empire, so it's going to be great to see that rematch. Of course, then you get Pagula versus Sloan Stevens. Are you going to really back Pagula in that one? Of course, on the men's side, there are always toss-ups given the format. Stay away from me for World Team Tennis this weekend. The margins are too close. Everything is too thin. But, of course, you can still get in on that action by going to and playing with our friends at DraftKings. And in case you are new to DraftKings, here's how it works. You go to DraftKings.com. You create your DraftKings Sportsbook account and make a deposit. DraftKings will match your first deposit at 20% up to $500. From there, you're going to make your first bet, and DraftKings will also match that with a risk-free first bet of up to $500. Just go to dkng.co slash great shot to get in on the action. That's dkng.co slash great shot. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. You must be 21 years or older and in a participating state to take advantage of this offer. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500 minimum, $5 deposit. Deposit bonus is in DK dollars, which has no cash value and must be used on DraftKings. Uh, offer not valid for users physically located in New Hampshire. Eligibility to restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for more details or if you are ready to get in on the action again. DKNG.co slash great shot to take advantage of that offer. And folks, again, I'm going to try and take advantage of the fact that I'm not going to get caught up in World Team Tennis, which is where so many of these losses early on these first two weeks of the GSP Ace of the Day segment have come. And, you know, thankfully, when you look at these exhibitions, yeah, Martin Redlicky played a bad match, but it's the sort of tennis we're all used to. The format, two out of three sets. Yeah, it's a third set breaker up to 10 in a lot of these tournaments, but still, in general, that two out of three set format that adds scoring, uh, it's more prone to giving out dishing, you know, resulting in the sort of, I suppose, result, a great shot to me there, uh, that we've all grown accustomed to. So a little bit more predictable. Now, of course, because of that, the odds aren't always going to be as great. You know, world team tennis odds never really exceed minus 250. It's always in that, you know, minus 150 to plus 250 range because there's never really an upset in one set, no ad scoring. 
Uh, but there are upsets. There are significant favorites when you start to look at some of these exhibitions. And with all due respect uh, to the Battle of the Brits mixed doubles action today, we're going to stay away from that. And we're really going to focus on two things. I think I'm also skipping out some of the Match Play 120 women, the U.S. Pro Series for the women. Uh, excuse me, I am not skipping uh, the Match Play 120 for the women, but I am going to skip the U.S. Pro Series for the women. But I do have an ace of the day for you all if you're still willing to stick with me. And again, I'm getting us, I think this is going to build us a little bit of momentum, the sort of momentum we are looking for as we head into week three next week of these Ace of the Day segments. And of course, we have the return of live WTA action in Palermo that, of course, we will be talking about day in, day out here on Ace of the Day uh, to get ready for. So again, let's build our momentum as we head into week number three. We have learned so many different lessons. We're going to start applying them moving forward. One of the lessons I've learned, you can find a lot of great statistics for these players if they've played, have they played one another, have they been playing during this exhibition time period to better prepare you to get in on the action. And for me, two uh, sites I turn to FlashScore.com, SofaScore.com, FlashScore in this instance tells me that this first match I want to get in on has already happened during this exhibition series, and that's the matchup going on this uh, today. Excuse me, in the Match Play 120 Men's Event between Roberto Sid Subervi, of course, the former University of South Florida Bulldog, who's taking on the former Junior Wimbledon Champion. I suppose the defending Junior Wimbledon Champion still, as there was no event held in 2020. A young Japanese 17-year-old Shintaro Machizuki. Uh, This is a matchup that happened about a month ago when they played in the exhibition, or was it, excuse me, a month ago, about a week ago uh, when they played in another match, Play 120 event, Roberto Sid Subervi knocking out Shintaro Machizuki 6-4, 6-3. You look for Machizuki, currently ranked number 742 in the ATP rankings, Roberto Sid, the 26-year-old, up to 219, and, you know, Roberto Sid, if you are a Cracked Rackets fan, that's a name. You're like, why do I know that name? Obviously, a really successful college tennis player, uh, but also a guy we saw make the final of the Challenger event earlier this year indoors in Ann Arbor. Of course, the fact that he had that much success indoors, a little bit surprising given he's more of a grinder, given a guy who he's physically so solid, such a good mover around the court. And again, that's the fact I want to focus on because obviously, Roberto Sid being, uh, having beaten Machizuki about a week ago, a significant significant favorite heading into this event, minus 500 on DraftKings Sportsbook versus Machizuki, who's plus 300. But for Roberto Sid, who hasn't played a match since that Machizuki exhibition, uh, you know, the thing that stands out, A, this event, uh, this matchup probably going to be outdoors, but B, uh, it's the physicality he's able to introduce into these matches, given the fact he's 26, so physically fit. I think he's about 6'3", 6'4", pretty skinny, but just a great mover around the court, a guy who's always going to make that extra ball, who's going to track down uh, that extra shot that you might not be expecting. Of course, he gave Ulysses Blanche all he could handle uh, in that Ann Arbor Challenger final. Uh, But I do like Roberto Sid in this matchup against Machizuki. You look for Machizuki, a three-set 
winner for him over Sam Riffis about a week. You know, that was the day before the Roberto Sid match. But during this exhibition period, he's uh, lost to Alex Richard. He's lost to Ulysses Blanche, Paolo Lorenzi. And I think that Lorenzi match, obviously very comparable to Roberto Sid in terms of playing style. You know, he managed to uh, defeat Axel Geller. Again, that's another three-set battle. But you see the older players he's played, the Barankuses, the Olivieras, uh, which were two uh, ITF matches earlier. Uh, again, physically, he's 17 years old. So to be able to expect him uh, to keep up with a 26, 27-year-old in their physical prime, I think that's a lot to ask. And that's why I'm going to give the edge to Roberto Sid minus 500. Now, of course, those odds, terrible, right? So you get to the next pick. And of course, you're asking yourself, where's the parlay? Where's coming where I'm going to lose the money, Alex? What are you going to lull me into that's going to get me in trouble? As always, folks, I do have something to lull you into. And it's someone who, I'm going to be truthful, has not played her best tennis as of late, particularly in exhibitions. Uh, but it's Jamie Lope who's playing her debut in the Match Play 120, or at least her, excuse me, her first Match Play 120 match debut of the month. First in about a month as she played a bunch of these Match Play 120 matches back in June. Uh, Jamie Lope was someone who played the Young Women, uh, Young Kings, uh, Young Kings Scholarship Tennis Event, excuse me, back at Top Seed Tennis Club at the beginning of July, and she struggled. You know, comfortable losses. I would say she never really got her bearings in the match against Jeannie Bouchard, Shelby Rogers. She had Marlene Parteau uh, in her second match on the ropes before ultimately blowing that one, or blowing that lead, excuse me. But, you know, you start to look at her results from match play 120. She lost to Grace Min, Francesca DiLorenzo, Whitney Osigwe, Caroline Dalahide. Uh, but she also beat Jennifer Brady in three sets. She beat Caroline Dalahide in, or lost in, or beat her in three sets, excuse me. Uh, you know, know, it, she's had chances. She's played good tennis of late, and you look in, you know, the live rankings where Jamie Loeb is at, she is still sitting pretty nice in the rankings currently for Jamie Loeb, number 278 for the 25-year-old. Uh, she's taking on Ellie, uh, Ellie Halbauer, and you look for Halbauer, the 23-year-old American, number 305, currently in the rankings. She's played a bunch of exhibition events as well, and you look at her record, she is 3-7 and seven in her last 10, you know, lost to Katarina Stewart, to uh, Aikawa of Japan. She has beaten players like Ivanova, Bancic. She lost to Parks. She uh, lost to Sleeth, Ivanova, Chanel Van Nguyen. She lost to uh, Hurricane Tyra Black. But she's also played pretty good tennis as well, but you know, you, you know, she, or at least she, she's played a lot of tennis as late, so she's certainly going to be match fit, and again, she's someone who's played uh, exhibition matches as recently as I believe earlier this week, played a couple of matches on the 28th and the 29th, and so you look for Halbauer, certainly she's the more match-verse as of late, but you look in their history, Loeb versus Halbauer, and again, Loeb, about two years Halbauer senior, uh, they've played once in their careers, 2016 quarterfinal in Alpine. Paso. Jamie Loeb, a 6-love, six 6-2 six winner, and you look for these DraftKings odds today. You know, she's the favorite, of course, minus 335, two Halbauer's plus 240. Now you look and their WTA rankings, you know, given how small the margin is between the two of them, you might think minus 335, isn't that a little bit strong? Of course, Loeb reached number 132 as her career high. You look for Halbauer right now. She's about 45 off her career high, which is at number 260. Um, 
I do, I would say, interesting, but I'm looking at these live rankings. Number 302 right now, 24-year-old American Louisa Churko. Uh, number 304, C.C. Bellis. Number 305, Elizabeth Halbauer. Just interesting, folks. Always interesting whenever you look at these live rankings, for how different all three of those people, places they are in all of their careers. Uh, it's just always a fascinating dynamic. It's what makes tennis so entertaining. But anyways, you look at this matchup. I favor Jamie Loeb when I look at this one. I just think her level of play a little bit higher, uh, higher than Hal Bauer of late. I think Jamie Loeb was having a pretty good 2020 before play stopped. I also just I think Hal Bauer's not going to have a lot of ways to attack Jamie Loeb, and I think that's really good for Jamie Loeb because unless you have a big first ball that can get her outside of her strike zone, if you let Loeb work the match, uh, that's when she is at her most effective. So, Jamie Loeb, a minus 330 favorite today on DraftKings, minus 335, excuse me again, not the greatest odds, but you parlay Roberto Sid Suburvi over Shintaro Machizuki with Jamie Loeb over Elizabeth Halbauer, your odds get a little bit better, minus 180. So that means an 80 $80 wager yields you about $44.80 in return. Again, not the greatest odds. And this is where you say, is the return on investment really worthwhile? If you want to say no to that answer, I completely understand that. I, being a Cracked Rackets employee, am contractually obligated to offer you an ace of the day. I'm going to make this parlay my ace of the day. The rest of the action very all over the place. And I'll give you a long shot parlay before we go heading into the weekend. A little bonus gift for all of you since we didn't have an ace of the day yesterday, but my ace of the day today, $80 part at lay on Roberto Sid over Shintaro Machizuki with Jamie Loeb over Elizabeth Halbauer, minus 180 odds, $80 to win, $44.80 back. That is your ace of the day. Now my long shot parlay. For all of you who are going to be as glued in as I am to Ultimate Tennis Showdown number two at Patrick Mortelou's Academy. Uh, I like that academy. Uh, got drawn into my French accent there. I apologize. Of course, we all really enjoyed the format there the first time around. Uh, you know, the four quarters of action, ground stroke game type scoring, superpowers you can introduce to introduce new rules into the format. It's really, really fun event. Of course, given how funky the format is, much like world team tennis, we've seen some funky results. So overall, my advice would be on this one, probably stay away. It just gets very, very difficult to pick. Well, you know, what if his two point, you know, serves worth two, or what if he steals serve, or the winner's worth three, or I serve in volley, or whatever it might be. Again, to gamble on any of the Ultimate Tennis Showdown, you're just asking to lose a little bit of money, but here's just a crazy parlay for you from some of the results, and again, I'm just going to go through these real quickly. These are, I believe, Saturday's matchups. Nicholas Mahout, Grigor Dimitrov. That's a stay away for me. You don't know how Dimitrov's going to play post-COVID. Mahout playing his first World Tennis uh, UTS. Of course, you probably favor Dimitrov but for me, stay away. Verdasco, Dustin Brown, staying all away from that. Given all of the power, uh, the po- possible power ups, given all of the bonus points, serving and volleying, all these different things, you can be worth three. I'm staying as far away from a Dustin Brown match as possible, as particularly given as well, uh, you know, the fact that uh, you know Fernando Verdasco, certainly an up and down volatile player, was the word I'm looking for. Also, going to stay away from Zvira Vozier Aliasim as that match doesn't particularly matter. I'm not particularly caring to wager on. 
on it. But here's a fun parlay for you all. Alize Cornet over Brenda Afuvratova. I don't think anyone's going to be surprised there. Cornet, a minus 625 favorite. That's fine. Own Jabour, minus 106 versus Anastasia Pevlchenkova's minus 122. Jabour, one of the breakthrough players of the early WTA season. I'm going to take her there. Benoit Paire, minus 121 over minus 107. Courtney Moutet, those are two volatile players. Give me Benoit Paire because he is always a showman, and I feel like against a fellow countryman, uh, the competitive juices click in again. Those three, you parlay them, you already have tasty odds, but let's make it even better. Feliciano Lopez, plus 200 over Richard Gasquet. Feliciano Lopez, lefty, going to serve play big in this format that has its benefits into that Richard Gasquet one-hander. And I know Gasquet's one-hander is particularly beautiful, but you can only do so much with a one-handed backhand return. You know Lopez is going to be picking on it. Again, given this format, I'm going to pick him as a favorite. You parlay those four, Jabour, Cornet, Pear, Lopez, plus 1,142 odds. Again, plus 1,142 odds. A $10 wager gets you 114.18 in return. Just something to think about. I don't have $10 to spare at this point, given where we've, we're at right now, ace of the day-wise, but just a thought for all of you listeners to enjoy in case you need to spice up your weekend a little bit, put a little action on UTS. Again, there are so many great exhibition events going on across the globe, so much going on throughout the tennis world. You want to hear more of that, go and listen to our mini-break podcast, Day In, Day Out, where we cover the biggest storylines, results, and controversies from the tennis world. Of course, shout out as always to our super producer, Daniel Westoff, for the of an editing job he does on these podcasts day in, day out. If you want to get on the in on the action, dkng.co slash greatshot is the place to play. Again, shout out as always to our friends at DraftKings for their continued support. Our day 10 ace of the day, $80 parlay on a Roberto Sid, uh, Jamie Loeb to win, I should say, $80 on a parlay of Sid and Loeb to win, minus one. 180 odds. $80 wins you $44.80 in return. I'm going to just keep saying the number 80 to reiterate it as much as possible. But again, ace of the day. Sid Loeb to beat Machizuki and Hal Bauer. $80 wager wins you $44.80 for our friends at DraftKings, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, and all of us here at both Cracked Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You know what we say. Hey, great shot, and we hope you win your ace of the day. Take care, everyone, and I hope you all have a great weekend.